Welcome to another edition of Suave Talk presented by Bomb Chevy and Buick in Clinton, Illinois. If you buy a truck or car from Bomb Chevy and Buick, you get a lifetime subscription to Flow Sports and DirtOnDirt.com. So that's quite the deal there, especially if you get a car early in your life then you can have a lifetime subscription to Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing. Well, we got some breaking news. We're going to kind of make Suave Talk a little bit different of a format moving forward. We might have like hot topics where I debate maybe with Kovac and uh, other guys in between in the industry, maybe Rigsby, if I can find a time and day to do something with Michael Rigsby. We might have a driver, like I'll introduce him here in a second, where we discuss maybe their top wins in their career, Maybe we'll have like the all-time best nicknames with Dustin Jarrett. So we're going to do it a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit more free-flowing than you've seen in the past with like different interviews and stuff like that. So without further ado, I got the Eldora Million winner, uh, Mr. $2 million man, J.D. Jonathan Davenport. Before we get started, J.D., when I explain what we're going to do at home, just uh, you're my guinea pig for these new things I do throughout my entire life at Dirt on Dirt. I think you're one of my first ever suave talk guests. Uh, you are, I appreciate that you're going to be the first one when we do all these and make sure I always get good ratings for the first ep- episode. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you said, uh, we've been doing a lot of firsts together and so far they've carried on and you've done a whole lot more of them. So um, I guess we're going down the right path together. So I talk one of your biggest fans, John from Wisconsin. He says he owns like a hundred shirts of yours. He wanted me to ask you before we do the countdown, what is your top five racetracks in the country? He was just curious. Top five racetracks. Uh, Eldora is number one. Well, I figure that one. Yeah. Um, Theater Lake would be probably two. I don't know if I can really put them because um, they're all pretty close together. Uh, and then let's go with um, – What's another good that I like going to? Um, man, put me on the spot here. Uh, <laughs> I had to get you loosened up a little bit. Yeah, no, that no, that's fine. That's fine. So let's go with uh, used to be Silver Dollar. Used to be I. So I I had that one. We were talking about. I'm like, I guarantee you, JD yeah. will have Silver Dollar on there. Um, used to be East Alabama back in the day before they changed it. Now. I don't, I don't like going down there, so that, <laughs> that, that one's cut off the list. All right, so we're still um, at three. <laughs> so still at three. Um, Brunswick. I really like Brunswick, even though I've sucked there the past two or three <laughs> years. And probably um, hmm, Charlotte. So I, I obviously Eldora. I was like, he's going to say I-80. I'm like, I think he's going to say Charlotte because he always does very well there. It's a track that's kind of close to your uh, neck of the woods. And, hey, maybe one of those uh, wins will be on our top ten list. So, um, Could be. So, but- so, people at home listening and watching for the first time, I have J.D. on. We're going to do a draft. We're each going to get five picks. So, ten total of Jonathan Davenport's best victories in his career. It doesn't necessarily have to be like the big uh, crown jewel. It doesn't necessarily have to be the big money races, which I'm sure a lot of them will be on there. Uh, I have a couple of them that maybe maybe JD and JD didn't think about because I I did a lot of homework here, Jonathan. To try to make a good list to maybe beat you because we'll go on social media. We'll ask the people um, who had the better list. Uh, well, you probably will then because I honestly had about fifteen minutes right there that I put <laughs> all this together. Um, it's been a it's been a long night and day getting home, but uh, yeah. we're finally here. Well, I appreciate that. So without further ado. 
Jonathan Davenport, what is your number one ranked win of your luxurious career? I'm going to have to say 2015 World 100. Oh, you – gosh dang it. Damn you. That was going to be my first one. Yeah, I, I got you first then. Uh, just the way we um, got given the, the dream, um, which uh, I feel like we should have won um, anyway, but a mysterious caution come out. So anyway, um, we wanted to come back and put a staple on that put a stamp on it, so to speak. Um, something happened in the heat race. I don't really remember exactly what it was, but it put us back in you know, starting 15th, 16th, something like that in the field. Come blasting up through there, took my time, uh, learned a lot. And the, the previous uh, couple of times that I was really good at Eldor, I had cars to win, but didn't. Um, figured out how to save my tires. Um, got to the lead path. I think I passed Jared for the lead. Lap and, 64. Uh, okay. And then I think we won by like 10 seconds. So uh, <laughs> we we killed them. Yeah. Like that was going to say, you coming off that dirt late model dream where, you know, Bloomer light the scales, like in vintage Eldora moment. You had that huge summer, obviously, going into that uh, USA Nationals, North South 100, Prairie Dirt Classic. I'm sure there's a few others, but starting 18th, was pretty remarkable. I know a lot of people can come and go at that racetrack, but Scott Bloomquist is on the pole there. Jared Laners had a, a very good car. And I was like, man, JD, he's won a lot this summer. Can he do and win the world 100? I, I mean, your first time on the Eldora stage where you crossed the checkers first, how great a feeling was that? Because that victory lane was very emotional for you and your wife. Uh, I think girlfriend though, at the time, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just awesome for sure. It was uh you know, I'd always liked Eldor and, and and wanted to win the big one there. So that's uh, when you win the World 100. That's the that's the biggest one. That's one that means the most. Would you say the first one to get the first one's always the toughest one, isn't it? I mean, you did absolutely that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's definitely the first one, and uh, I learned a lot throughout that race. That's helped me um, in you know previous years after that. Yeah, that was a vintage night, classic night. I think that was the first time, just a side note, that Dirt on Dirt did like a cool, like loud pedal production video. And that that's like one of our highest viewed ones. So uh, I'm glad that you right. were a uh, part of it. And it was a, that was a very good, damn good race there as well. Heck yeah. Another first for us, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Gosh dang it. So that, I was like, he might go with something else there, but I was definitely going to go with <laughs> Got that <him>. one. So, <laughs> I thought this one was pretty cool. I'm going to go with the 2017 World 100. Obviously, um, no bones about it that year, you know, the beginning of the season, you know, weren't getting those successful runs. I mean, you were running, you know, up front, but you weren't getting those wins. Uh, you only had seven on the year, but you get into uh, uh, GR Smith's car. I think you win the Hillbilly 100 and maybe like maybe – like a local night somewhere, like a like a regional special. You won that one as well. Uh, but you come there in a rocket, another race car that you've won that. And I, I don't know, it was just kind of like, man, JD is going to be damn good at this place. It was an odd year as well because we know that until last year, you only <laughs> win at Eldora on the odd years. But uh, I just think like after just those early season struggles, kind of people written you off a little bit. I felt like maybe you had a chip on your shoulder going to a track that you love so damn much and to get that win. And I think you got the lead on the first lap. 
I think, or first or second lap. And it's not your typical colors that you have at Eldora. Usually, you know, you're like black, maybe with blue and stuff like that. But this car was red and you were fast. And I don't know. I just thought that one was a was a very good win for you as well. So I'm going to go with that as my number one. Well, that's that's pretty good. I had that on my list, uh, not quite up that high, but it was uh, it was a, a motivating um, World 100 for sure. Um, I just kind of got my confidence back after that. Uh, like I said, we, uh, what we did, we took the lead on the first lap and, uh, led almost the whole thing right around the bottom. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd won around the top. So then this time, um, and the tires, uh, they, this was just, just after they made a tire change at Eldor and we was like on twenties and a 40. So, uh, in a different car, uh, like I said, I'd struggled earlier in the year, uh, with me and Barry, things just didn't work out the way we wanted to, uh, nothing against him. I, Still love him like a second father, father figure, but um, I just had to do something different. And uh, Gr Smith gave me the opportunity. Him and uh, Ryan Liverman, and uh, then Kevin came back on board there right before uh, the world, and uh, we took the car to his shop the week before um, the hillbilly. And um, so anyway, yeah, it uh, it was definitely. Uh, I wouldn't call it an emotional win, but it was a uh, just a, a real confidence-building win. Yeah, just for the year having like peaks and valleys that whole 2017, 2017 season to get that uh, you know that stamp and exclamation point on that uh, to end the year. I mean, it's the World 100, so I had to feel pretty good, just kind of like <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. But uh, before you get to your pick, how as a driver, I've asked several guys in the past, how do you keep that confidence level up when you're just going through that valley? and you're not getting the finishes that you want. It's tough. It really is. And I'm, I'm as hard or harder on myself than anybody is just, uh, cause I know I should be doing better and, uh, I'm not, but it's definitely tough. You, when you start doubting yourself, it, it's really hard to make the, uh, make the, the finishes come cause you, it's so easy to blame everything, but, um, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things that this sport is, uh, I think it's 50% confidence for sure. You, you've got to know that when you roll in a racetrack that uh, you can win as soon as you unload the car. So, um, you know, it, it's just a building process through the hot laps, through qualifying, through heat races. And then at Eldora, you got so many other factors going in there, preliminary nights and uh, inversions, and then back to heat races again after inversions again. So uh, there's a lot of stipulations that play in. And if, if one thing goes wrong, and you're not really running good, well, you, you can get down on yourself in a hurry, and you pretty much don't even want to be there. So um, it, it's definitely tough uh, keeping yourself on a high note, but that's what we got to do. That's just part of dirt late model racing. All right, so that was my first pick. We're going to go back to you for round number two, and I'm praying and hoping you don't take my pick here again, but uh, are we going to have another Eldora one, or are you thinking something different? Because, I don't know, you probably have – if you have one like maybe towards the beginning of your career, I may have not had it yet. Yeah, now this is uh, at number two. I've got to go with a big one. I got to go with a million. Um, there, I've got several older ones on my list, but uh, I mean, who can step over winning a million dollars? I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, uh, it's true. still incredible. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, it is at Eldora. Uh, you know, it wasn't uh, last year in my $2 million season that I won a bunch of other crown jewels, but it's still the one. It's a one, it's a one-time race with, ain't been ran in 20 years it's the million what can you say 
Yeah, and you had the quote before the race, like maybe in like March or April, I remember you saying to maybe Kovac, the season doesn't start until that race weekend for us. And obviously that catapulted you to one of the most historic seasons we ever seen. Uh, with the two laps to go when that yellow comes out, like, have you sent a thank you card to Chris Madden? Because if it was me, I'm sorry. I'm throwing the slider all the way to the wall. That's just me. Yeah, uh, no doubt. No, I ain't, I ain't sent him a thank you card, <laughs> but I've definitely talked to him about it. You know, how ironic is that, me and Matt uh, line up side to side? You know, the two best cars in the country uh, that all last year up to that point anyway. And, yeah, it was just uh, ironic uh, how me and him's raced each other in the past. We, uh, we, we've we ruffled some feathers. We've had family fighting in the grandstand. So uh, it was uh, – it's, it's definitely ironic. Plus, I knew that he'd come from a pretty far back, and I hadn't got to line up beside of him yet. And uh, so I really was uncertain on what line to, line to choose. Um, I knew he was probably a little better around the bottom, but I thought if I could at least get off turn two ahead of him, I would have a, a pretty good shot at, at uh, beating him around to the to the next lap. You know, kind of like there is it's like playing chess. It doesn't matter. Um, which corner you get off of, you, you just know which one that you have to lead by. And, uh, yeah, so everything worked out. He gave me a little bit of room and, uh, I was entering turn three really high cause it was rough. Right. And, uh, he, he slid in there, but it actually hurt him more than I think it helped him because it didn't break my momentum at all. Cause I was, I was already turning back down the racetrack. That was the kind of line that I was running. So that really let me get away down the front straightaway. Yeah, restarts at Eldora, they can be crazy. They can be chaotic. Uh, a lot of races have been won or lost just on those restarts, either for you or just anybody else uh, in dirt late model uh, racing. Uh, another note of that, like T-Mac, you guys were battling side by side as well. But then, like, what the hell were you thinking when uh, Sheppy, like, got his lap back? You don't see that often. He started running the top, and you're probably thinking, well, hell, do I need to go up there because this guy is hauling ass on the top. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was actually using him as a buffer, and uh, so I could run the middle, and I knew that I wasn't really hurting my tires that right. bad, and I could, like, I was just letting him have it. That'd be fine. He, he could blow by somebody, and that would actually move them up the racetrack for them to follow him or whatever, and it was making the top a little bit dirtier, so where I was wanting to run was, was a little cleaner, so uh, I didn't mind it, and then once I knew that uh, – if somebody poked their nose on the bottom or if I had to get up there, I knew it was still there. I could go get after it. Well, we'll thank Sheppy too, as well as guiding you <laughs> through the victory. That's a, that's a good story there. All right. So my second pick, I'm first pick at a racetrack, not Eldora. I had the weekend off. I threw my beer in the air because I was so excited. That, I mean, the 2015 Prairie Dirt Classic, uh, the shenanigans that happened afterwards at the scales. Uh, I think Brian, you know, your crew crew guy at the time, I think he almost got in a fight with Heather. I mean, it got, it got very close <laughs> there, but just you two going back and forth, just sliding. Uh, you tried several times to do, you know, the slide job. You tried several times to go on the top down the straightaways. But as you know, the Dennis Herb Jr. line, he's not going to let you happen. Just ask Steve Shepard Jr. But that just the buzz at that race afterwards, you getting out of your car and bowing to the crowd. We'll have video of that to show here during this podcast. But man, oh man, I don't know. That was that was definitely one of the best finishes in Prairie Dirt Classic history. And just you know, being from Fairbury, that that race will always stick out to me. Just you two just duking it out, 
uh yeah that was that was a good time that was a hell of a finish and you and the quotes afterwards i mean i i, I was listening to the day you're like maybe the next time uh you know we race against each other he'll give me some respect last time i knew the golden rule was uh treat others as you want to be treated you said that in an interview so that was some <laughs> good times there uh that's definitely one of my top races so that's my number two pick that was a good race that that was a good one i i had that one in my top five for sure uh just epic weekend uh that's all i can say like you said the the race was awesome i uh was biding my time and then i, I went for the lead i had to slide him a few times and he would um keep coming back under me he was really good in the bottom in the middle there like i said running that line where he blocks the outside then turns back to the bottom and i actually got the lead from him and run like one or two laps and uh pushed in the cushion got hung in it and he got by and then that's just uh i'm like dad dang it i done give it back away after i finally got the lead but uh just put my head down got up on the wheel and uh I had to had to rough him up a little bit, you know, there on the last corner. But I I kept trying to slide him clean, and I finally had him on the outside, and uh, he didn't give me enough room, and I hit the outside wall going down the front straightaway, and then I I knocked the toe in a little bit. But anyway, I just had to had to do what I could. Got a big run off of turn two, and he come all the way to the fence, and I was ready for it, so I turned back under him, and we we was uh, fighting for some real estate down there by the Ute tires. And uh, Bob Pierce says it best about Fairberry. He says, go get yourself a beer before like the halfway point. Get yourself back there because you're going to see a hell of a finish. And I feel like 80% of the time, even if it's a local show, a national touring race, there's going to be some fireworks at the end of that place. No doubt. It's just uh, <laughs> the, the the crowd's electric. Um, it's a short track. Uh, there's usually a big cushion. So somebody's rail on the top. Somebody's right around the infield tires. And uh, it's a it's a small place that races big, but everybody comes right back together down each straightaway. All right, so that's my number two pick. We're going to round number three. We're just getting to the half or over the halfway point. So, JD, uh, what's your third overall pick for one of your uh, greatest races and greatest victories? I should say. Well, so far I've got to pick my one, two, three. So my Ooh, third one that. is a is a 2015 Show Me 100. All right. So, uh, yeah. So we, uh, what leads me up to that is that was actually my first crown jewel that I, I won, you know, that I crossed the finish line first, got the checkered flag. Um, we was that race actually got rained out in May and we, we won the prelim that night, the night before, and then it got rained out on Saturday. So we had to come back. Um, it would have been after Eldora. So, um, we won the prelim night after we come back and then um, won the show me there. So that was, that was three races in a row at, at Wheatland that we had won. And uh, I said it was my first crown jewel really that, uh, that I'd won the reason why it's so far up. Did you uh, dominate that race or how'd the race go? If you can remember, I kind of, I was on the summer nationals if it was the reschedule in July and June. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it went, but um, I'm going to guess since we won the prelim night, that we probably started up towards the front. I don't remember if uh, the prelim night had anything to do with our starting position for that. So I don't know. I'd have to go back and probably. You know watch what? It There's this website that I'm looking at right now. We can go take a look here. That's um, right. Scott Bloomquist uh, finished second. So I feel like you two were around each other a lot during that year. <laughs> yeah, we sure was. He uh, he stepped his game up and he he gave me a lot of fits that year for sure. It was usually me and Scott. Um, 
towards the front of the field about every race. All right. So it says here, hanging on the high groove, Jonathan Davenport of Blairsville, Georgia, led all the way in the Sunday's <laughs> annual. So it looks like, like you said, you started up front, you took care of business and uh, held off Scott Bloomquist. So that, like you said, first crown jewel to get that monkey off your back, just, you know, right a month later after the, you know, the dream to get yourself into late model lore at a, you know, one of the arguably one of the better crown jewels in the show me 100. No doubt. Yeah. It, it was a awesome weekend for sure. All right. So, Oh, oh what happened? I got to add one more thing to that. Right. I just, I just remembered we got there. Uh, we was waiting on Leroy to build a motor and we was in a shop. It, that, that's the year that um, we couldn't be early at all. Like we was, <laughs> had, we was on Scott Blinkwist time. So I remember we got the motor in the car and got everything done, drove straight there, and got there just in time for hot laps. If we would have had to stop one more time for fuel, we would have missed hot laps. So uh, we, we just barely made it there for the prelim night to get us started for uh, for that uh, Show Me 100. Oh, I love that. That is a great little tidbit <laughs> there. I'm glad that you get to the racetrack a lot sooner now than you did. You know, I can't believe that's already <laughs> eight years ago. That's crazy. I know. We're, we're getting old, Suave. We're getting old. Little Blaine, now big Blaine, tall Blaine. He's probably almost taller than me now. So I'm going to go this next one, the first non-crown jewel. I just think it was just an awesome race. The 2015 uh, USA Nationals prelim. So it wasn't the crown jewel race. When you passed Billy Moyer Jr. on lap 49. So I think it was you won I-80, right, in 2015. Oh, you didn't? You won the Prairie Dirt. The I week before, dirt, and you weren't yeah. going to go up to the USA Nationals. And, like, I remember, like, Rigsby and all of us are like, you got to go up there. You got to go up there. I want to say that you flew home and then flew back. And the We did. Day. We, uh, no, we all flew home. So we went and parked our rig at uh, Darren Freeman's shop. All right. And um, Jimmy Owens, after the race, um, before the party got too wild <laughs> at, uh, at Fairbury, he said, Man, you you've got to go when when you're on one of these rolls. You know, when you're riding this wave, you know it may not ever come again. He said you just got to keep going. So he Jimmy talked us into uh, going for sure. Yeah, and at the time, uh, I mean, people might not have, like believe this, but like Billy Moyer Jr. was very good at Cedar Lake. I think the year before that, he swept the Masters weekend. He was always running up front there, and you two for the final five laps were throwing sliders. The track started getting slick. But you just found enough on that top coming off three and four, pass them on the white flag lap, and you know, and then held them off at the very end. But I just thought, like, I'm a big fan of those short run races sometimes, and that proved that night. I don't know. That one always stuck out to me out of your top five victories. Obviously, not one of the higher paying ones, not a typical crown jewel uh, finale, but that race between you two was awesome. And you had that show me 100 victory a couple weeks prior, then the Prairie Dirt then this, and then it just kind of catapulted the rest of the summer and the rest of the year. So I'm going to go with that one. That was my number three one. I don't know if you're kind of shocked that maybe I picked that one, but it was a good race. I am a little bit. That actually, uh, I'd forgot about that race. Yeah, I, obviously I remember the the big one, my first Cedar Lake win, but uh, yeah, or, or uh, National 100 win. But yeah, that, that was definitely a good race between me and Junior. And uh, yeah, that was, that was cool you brought that one up. All right, USA Nationals prelim Thursday night, uh, 2015. That was my third pick. JD, your fourth round pick. I mean, I'm just letting you get all the ones you wanted, apparently. Yeah. That, well, I got to go on down my list a little bit here. Um, <laughs> let's go to 2011. Oh, Cotton there we go. 100. 
The cotton picking yeah. 100 in 2011. We got video of that, so I'll be ready to show that off. Yeah, yeah, that that was a good one. That was one that um, we had just come off the win at um, uh, see why not? So we won why not? Uh, it's when me and Barry was together. We just uh, hitting her stride and uh, went down there, and you know everybody knows Magnolia is the black ice. Everybody knows me is running the top wide open, you know, tearing the quarter panels off, and uh, so that kind of that that put it in my head that that I could run with these guys and uh, and be successful in this sport. That I uh, I led early, and then uh, Billy Moyer passed me, Scott Bloomquist passed me, uh, Brian Burkoffer passed me, <laughs> and uh, caution came out. I got my wits back about me and moved around on the racetrack just a little bit and drove back by all of them and, and won the race. Yeah, that, I mean, 2011, I, that video, I see, I remember all those, like, you know, big dogs at the time, kind of like that, the tier that you're at right now in today's dirt late model racing. Those guys were all down there. It's towards the end of the season. You get that win at a track, of, you know, a race that's pretty famous in the fall at the time. That'd feel pretty good. And then just like Barry Wright, like you said, just one of the best guys in our sport. Absolutely. Yeah. It was great to get that big win for him. And just, um, just that, that way it, that, that kind of put my name in, in dirt late model racing right there, or, or I feel like it did that give me the confidence, um, that I could run with these guys and, um, boost me on for the rest of my career. Was that, uh, one of your orange and black 49 cars? Uh, to yeah, that would have been white and a white and orange one, I believe. I don't remember. See 2011. Yeah, I, I believe that was a white and orange one. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I, I just remember, like, every, anytime you had, like, the old orange, white, orange, black, the different ones, when you came to Eldora, I was like, damn, this JD guy, this is before I even started Dirt on Dirt, just a college kid going out there drinking beer with the buddies. I'm like, this car's freaking badass. You had good cars back in the day, JD. I always tried to keep my stuff looking good with that big, bright orange spoiler. That way mom could always see me on TV. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so that's why you like having the orange spoiler now, even when you're in Lucas points or you're just trying to just trying to have the orange spoiler just so mama can see you. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was cool with the orange spoiler before the orange spoiler was cool. Hey, true that. All right. So my next one, probably your best, like closest finish of all time. Uh, the 2018 I-80 prelim over Bloomquist. You're leading the way, you're leading the way, you're like coasting like, man, this is a good day. And then all of a sudden with like four to five laps to go, vintage Bloomquist, I'm sure his tire kicked in, something, you know, magical happened with this <laughs> setup. He starts digging on the bottom and middle and he catches you like he's gaining three or four car lengths each lap. And then when you guys come down to the checkered flags, which the video can't show who wins just because there are so many people standing up. And anytime <laughs> you have like a video, like at least me being a camera guy, when you have like fans going nuts and crazy like that, I think it always adds, adds a little extra ump to the video highlights. So I don't know. That race was awesome. Essex had a you know heart attack almost. I think he had a stroke because he was going so crazy. But I will say this though, JD, you can't tell by the video if you won. So if Bloomquist ever complained saying that, hey, I won this race. We had the we had the officials up top. We had the transponders. You did you did in fact win that race. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I probably had my transponder on on the front of the nose or something. And uh, there, there's always going to be something going on there. But no, I, that's a good one you dug up. Yeah, I'd, uh, I hadn't quite forgot about that one, but I hadn't. I don't have it on my top ten, but that that was definitely a, a good race between me and Scott, no doubt. Yeah, like you said, I 
I got a big lead there and I kind of started uh, loafing a little bit. And I thought I was okay. And then here he comes right through the middle. I think the other guys was running around the bottom and throwed up just enough of those wet crumbs that he got rolling right through the middle. And he caught me. He, he, he about, he about got me and pulled my pants down there, but we, uh, we had to get back up on the wheel the last lap there and just barely got him there at the line. Yeah. How hot is I-80? I know we're not going back there, but like there's been days and nights there that you're just like, we can't race. This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Especially uh, I used to always want to park on the front straightaway uh, just cause of the concrete, but man, the sun was beaming down right there. You didn't want to unload till six or seven o'clock. Um, I remember, the second year I went out there, uh, I, I took a motor home and I went to Walmart and bought two extra fans to put in the motor home, bought all those uh, ref, uh, sun reflective uh, stuff to go in the windows. And I remember the, the real feel was like 122 out there. It was crazy hot during the day. But yeah, um, too bad it's gone now. But, uh, you know, now we're going to start over with another racetrack. Maybe we make some more memories at that one. Hey, yeah, you you loved I eighty. You have it in your top five at the beginning of the show. That was a that was uh what I picked there. I don't know that finish was awesome, and if I don't know a lot of Bloomquist in these. Yeah, me me and Scott's <laughs> had some really good races over the years for sure, and uh, you know he's uh he, he's the best to uh, you know ever strap down in one. So as long as uh I get mentioned in the same conversation with him on some good ones, uh you know that's uh that, that's pretty good in my book. All right, your last and final pick. What does JD have in his top five races won in his career? I've got to go back a, a little bit one year older. Let's go 2010 World Finals. My All first right. World of Outlaw feature win. Was that a day race too, right? And it was actually like it was sporty. a day race. It was a day race. It was a – I didn't think it was a, a tire gamble on tires. Um, everybody else did. I was the only one in the field with those tires on and. Uh, I just know racing in the South, I used to have 2,400s and, and a 70 chained in my trailer. Didn't, no, didn't matter where we went to. <laughs> and, uh, that's what won me the race that day. Everybody else had on, on different tires and, uh, it, it made us look really, really good. Yeah. And just world finals, uh, that weekend is pretty cool. Just like when you have all three divisions, it kind of feels like a Super Bowl and like, a, it's not really a crown jewel. I know they're adding more and more to the purse. So eventually one day it might be, but like, there's just so many people there and it's just, it kind of feels like, man, we kind of made it. It's kind of very, very like NASCAR like a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. So here's your Kevin Kovac nugget for that race. That was the <laughs> first time I'd ever had a, a souvenir trailer at the racetrack. Oh boy. And so I took, I took all my money that I'd saved and bought shirts and hats and all trinkets or whatever almost sold completely out after that win. It was like the perfect storm because we got rained out. And so we ran that race during the day and they had to run all the grandstands out um, because everybody had bought tickets for the Saturday show. Well, so they didn't have nothing else to do. We just won in front of a big crowd. Everybody was down there at the, the little 49 swag trailer uh, buying that stuff up. Yeah, and like you said, it kind of like put your name on the map a little bit. Twenty ten, uh, just there's probably like nine hundred cars there as well. There's always <laughs> no, a crap ton of cars. Yeah, like you said, that's the that that's the biggest event with the most competition that that pays the worst. But it is getting better. 
and people don't realize how het and webby those tracks used to be back in the day. Like it used to be just like mud galore. Now, you know, obviously you've had a couple instances where it's been a really, really dusty, but like people don't realize if they're kind of getting new to the sport, people watching on flow racing, how different Charlotte was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Absolutely. I can remember, I believe it was the next year. I think we won one of them then too, but anyway, uh, we, we elected not even to hot lap because it was so muddy. And that, that was on your hot lap qualifying night. So all you did was qualify uh, two laps and you put it in a box. But it was so muddy. I remember me and Barry's like, nah, we're fine. We're, we're just going to save this mud and not carry around that extra weight for qualifying. Well, now this year we have to race all three nights and the finale. Like, I like that day off last year. I got to hang out with, like, the sprint car people got to hang on the back stress, have a few beers. So I'm kind of, kind of disappointed. We had to race all three nights now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind taking one of them off, but I'd rather took Thursday night off than Friday. Um, Friday was one of the bigger crowded nights. So, um, we always like to, to race in front of a right. crowd. So, uh, but Hey, I, I can still race three nights at one of my top five favorite places. So my final pick when I was doing this list, I was, checking your website out. I was going through dirt on dirt and I don't know why this one always sticks out. I mean, it just happened last year, but the 20, I'm going to go Charlotte again, 2022 finale at Charlotte. Everybody's <laughs> running the middle bottom. Everybody's just chilling. This track stinks, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden Superman's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to get to the top. I'm going to rim ride it. And you just started passing cars left and right, left and right. I'm like, well, this guy's going to win this race. And I think just what, after the race, I'm like, this guy has been so dominant all season long. He could be the middle groove, the bottom groove. People are saying, well, J.D. only wins from the front row. That proved to the haters wrong. You know, he said, hey, this guy can win from anywhere. He can win in any track condition. I don't know. It's just like, it put an exclamation point, you know, like, hey, this season was badass. It was awesome. I, I mean, I don't know. It's probably not an even close to your radar of your top 10 races, but it always just stuck out to me when I was making this list. I'm like, you know what? He kind of put on a clinic there to finish off Charlotte and the crowd was going pretty crazy right before the rain hit too. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I think it did start raining in victory lane on us, but yeah, that weekend, <clears throat> even uh, Kovac said it, that was like my season in one weekend. Like we started off rough. We was terrible qualified like 35th out of 20. I mean, we was awful. Um, and then we got in, in two wrecks before the first lap of the heat race. And uh, end up not making the feature the fir uh, for the first one. So, uh, yeah, we come back with a vengeance on the last night. Uh, my team never give up and uh, worked hard through through all <clears throat> all the troubles we had and uh, end up just getting up on the wheel and doing something nobody else was doing and won the race. Yeah, you did a lot of amazing things last year. Uh, no one can really argue that. And that kind of just said, hey, I can – I can do it no matter where I'm at on the racetrack. That was that was a fun weekend. I also thought that you're going to kick the flow uh, cameras out after that first night, uh, and then you had altercations with some guys on the track as well. I'm like, well, at least we're going to get good footage. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it, it it definitely paid to follow me around that weekend because you you got to see the the highs and lows of of, of what we do week in and week out. All right, so we'll recap. Jonathan Davenport had the 2015 Roll 100. The Eldora Million. What was your third pick? Sorry, it was your on your list. I... Show me. 2015, okay. yep. show me. 2015, show me 100. The 2011, why not fall classic? The 2010 World Final Charlotte. That is your top five. Uh, my no. top five uh, is... You, you missed one. The uh, It was a cotton picking. 
Okay, cotton picking, not fall cotton cotton. picking it. Yeah, cotton picking it, magnolia. Got to get this stuff right, these swans. Well, hey, that's why you check your work. Some people don't in the you know, journalism <laughs> industry. Uh, man, mine were the 2017 Royal 100, the 2015 Prairie Dirt, the USA Nationals prelim in 2015, <laughs> another prelim in my fourth pick, 2018 I-80 prelim. And then I'm going to finish off with the 2022 World Finals finale. Was there like any one, like one more you can give us that was honorable mention that you liked too that maybe was on your list that we didn't mention? Absolutely. That was my next question. I mean, can we have a couple honorable mentions? I mean, for sure. So, yeah, we, we'll, we'll make uh, some honorable mentions. I got a couple, too. Uh, I, I, I've got more. I got, you know, I obviously I did 10 or 11 just to, to make sure you didn't take all my good ones. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say two more. Um, 2010 Winchester, Lucas Oil Race. My first Lucas Oil Race, me, Jimmy Owens, Earl Pearson Jr., Josh Richards battling it out, passing back and forth. And uh, I end up winning that race there too. First time I'd ever been to that place, uh, me and Barry. And uh, we went on the next night to Virginia Motor and swept the weekend. Um, two that. Lucas Oil races. So that was cool. And then the last one I'm going to mention was uh, this year, 2022 Topless 100. Uh, that's a race I've been wanting to win for a really long time. It was one of the first crown jewels that I'd ever went to, and I ran fourth the first time there. And then um, just just to win it for Lance Landers, um, his home track, his home race, um, everybody there uh, with with Darla and, and Gavin and Jared, everybody there. It, it just meant a lot. And uh, Steve Martin. So uh, that was definitely a big honorable mention there. Well, hey, we did it, JD. I had uh... – the, I had the 2022 Silver Dollar Nationals when he passed McCready with like a handful of laps because I, I think we had like a long green flag. So it really showed you drivers like <laughs> finding the best line. I think you guys, both of you guys and everybody throughout the field was just switching the lines constantly. And you kind of that, found that diamond line and you were getting good straightaway speed. And I think you did it right before T-Mac and you got by him. And then I, also Knoxville Nationals. Uh, you know, passing Bruning there, you were tracking him down, tracking him down. But does that really count as a Knoxville Nationals win because it wasn't 100 laps? I mean, people are saying you never know. Like, you're not a big fan of that place. I'm counting it as a Knoxville National <laughs> win. So you don't have to go <laughs> <I'm>, back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, well, I signed up for this Lucas deal again, so I got to go back. You got to go no, back. Um, I got to go back. But, no, that's uh, – I'm just kidding. That was really, a great race, too. It was a great race. Now, you're right. It probably wasn't the – old school Knoxville nationals, the way everybody thinks of it. But that's probably the only reason I won it was because it was a little different. Hey, nonetheless, the paycheck still paid <clears throat> the same, right? Exactly. Exactly. It was still 50,000. And I'm pissed off. You didn't pick the 2015 falls draw at Fairbury. <laughs> that wasn't a race. I guess it was. There was nothing epic about the race except for me. Just uh, got to get Weaver that too. <laughs> well jd uh, i appreciate uh taking time out of your day this is very cool i'm gonna do you know different drivers maybe like have essex on here and do different races so i appreciate that i think it went very well it was kind of going it's kind of cool going down memory lane a little bit absolutely yeah that, that was fun glad for having me on once again and uh yeah that'd be fun i'd like to hear what maybe you and james do and uh you know other stuff that you come up with y'all do a great job there at dirt on dirt and flow and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for 
everybody at Nutrient Ag Solutions uh, for everything they do for me. And uh, can't wait to get back to the racetrack. Thanks, J.D. Thank you.